Hey, what's up, everybody? Today, we want to talk about mental training ruts. How do you get out of it when you're mental side you're just in a funk you're just not hitting the workouts you're not turning things over tom welcome what are we talking about today give me some more details on this yeah i think something to be aware of is like all of us go through ups and downs and in, in like our training journey it's just part of the sport and anyone that says otherwise is lying um it's <laughs> it's just having awareness that all other athletes are going through similar things is important and it's sometimes easy to forget when like no one's going to post on Strava, like all these issues they're having in their training and, and, and hurdles. Like most people aren't sharing a ton about that on social media and that sort of thing. So it can make you feel more isolated in, in those moments. So just kind of being aware that, um, everyone's going through different things in their, in their training journey, I think is a important part to, uh, think about. I'm guilty of that. I have definitely had days where I've gone on to do intervals and it's just fallen apart. I come home and I'm like, endurance. Just, I try to be more honest about it, but sometimes I'm pissed and I just don't want to answer comments. Like, what do you think happened? Why is this? Maybe you should try this. And this is like, you know, I'm just human and I want to shut down and not do that. What do you do when you go out and you have maybe not a day, let's not look at the micro or we could, but when you're just in a rut, maybe. And when I think rut and correct me what you think, I think of a week, 10 days, couple where something's just like it started going bad and it was like, wait, click like this is dragging on. That's what I think of as right. Do you think of the same thing or how do you exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Like that longer term, like yeah, a week or two when things just aren't feeling right, things aren't going the way you expect. Um, one one thing that I like to do when like in those kind of moments is it kind of seems silly, but going down and like writing down like your why. So like why you're doing this sport, what do you love about it? What makes you come alive? How does it enhance your life? Stuff like that. And I think it really can help like realign you with your like core motivation and direction. And and it's like the thread that helps you through those like difficult times in your training. So I think just literally sitting down and like you doing that exercise of like re-exploring that, I think can really help realign you with your your cycling values. That's amazing. That is exactly what I was going to say. And one thing that I'll add to that is I often think of what I look at as a beast workout that I find hard, but achievable. And it's usually this is when I start to realize a rut's happening when I'm either not motivated to do it, or I go and try and just sucking. I'm like, man, I'm just not in the right groove right now. And I think of just what you said, what's my, why am I doing this? Why do I, and it's not because I want to get faster. Well, why do I want to get faster? Why do I want to feel better as a human being? You know, really break it down. And then it will, I will sort of give myself the leeway to do that workout when I, either the night before I'm thinking, I want to go freaking crush that. That's how I think an athlete should feel about the really hard workout. Now I'm also having some trepidation, some anxiety. I'm okay. I got to eat some more carbs. I need to plan for this, but I want to, I have that feeling I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to smash this thing in the frigging face. And then I wake up and I go through my process of, I treat it like a race and I go out to where I do the intervals. And I think this is something that's very helpful for me is having places where I do specific rides. I know where I start in Florida, this type of ride. I know where I start this type of ride. I know what time I need to be there. So there's not much, not much traffic here in North Carolina. I know, oh, I'm going to that hill for those. If I'm doing overrunners, I'm going here. And keeping that scenario helps me just, I don't even want to say get back on track. That just always helps me stay on track. And that also on the flip side, helps me realize red flags sooner 
I'm really feeling like crap on this climb. I'm feeling I'm not, I'm super slow here. Like what's going on? Is there some, am I about to go into this weird rut? And that's really more, I guess, maybe more like a training plateau than a, but those kind of create mental ruts. So I don't know, kind of going mm-hmm. on a tangent there, but I think your point of just the mental motivation and and why am I doing this? It's something that I am probably hypersensitive to because I went through that so much this past winter. So what do you, what do you as a coach try to, can you f- see this coming for an athlete or is it, how do you deal with it when someone messages you and is like, dude, I'm in a funk, but maybe you tell them, you know, write down the whys. what other tips would you give them? Yeah. Write down the whys is definitely one. Um, I think that what kind of can happen is like, it can become a little bit of a negative spiral where like some negativity breeds more negativity mm-hmm. and like that, then you start looking at things that are just like average little hurdles of in your day and think kind of makes you feel like those are like reinforcing what's going on, which is very like, that's just how spirals kind of start. I think something I recommend to athletes is like kind of doing a gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I don't know if you've heard that or if you do that. Um, but it's super simple, just like writing down things that you're grateful for and like your aspects of your life and with your training. I think that can start to like separate you from that, like the negative mindset and that negative spiral and start to help create more of like a positive spiral and and create some more positivity and momentum there. Um, and it seems, yeah, it seems like it wouldn't work, but I really think it's a very effective tool to like, yeah, start reversing that negativity and start progressing more positively. I like the term positive spiral. The spiral yeah. is always, I have the negative in my mind, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, those are awesome replies. And I think that the gratitude piece is so mega. It's something that I've been really kind of came to light. I don't, I'm surprised I don't have it within arm's reach. Oh, wait, it's actually holding up my, uh, my phone here, but Gary Vaynerchuk has 12 and a half is a book that it's actually, he says it's his best book. I think it's, his, I don't want to say worst, his, my least favorite, but the premise gratitude is a big piece of that and self-awareness. And there are a lot of good gems in there that embracing those, not only as a cyclist and someone who loves a train, but embracing those for life have been really top of mind for me. And a lot of other fellowships that I've joined that have just reinforced these little negative things that can seem so mega. One thing I always do is I think I ask myself in five years, will this matter? And then I laugh because one out of a hundred times it's yes, this, yes, this will matter. It almost never does. And then you just move on. And it's like, wow, that's just, that really made this minuscule and just things get brighter and better. So. Yeah. I think that's kind of like looking at the big picture. And I think that's what we do as coaches is try to help athletes kind of step back and look at the bigger picture. And like focus on like this little rut is a very small aspect of your, your longer journey as an athlete and getting through this in a positive way, you can start to move on and progress and, and, and continue on that journey of ups and downs. <laughs> I love this. You shouldn't have asked me to do this podcast with you, Tom. So we don't, this is not pre-planned. I'm just, I'm like learning the, what Tom thinks as we're doing this. And this is like, you're killing with all these you make me think of Jason Hillemeyer when he is, you know, was my first coach, uh, really my second coach, Mike Minerva. And although you say you were not my first coach, I think you were Jason Hillemeyer. One of the biggest things that he taught me, because I learned a ton from him in coaching people. And he said, Brendan, you need to remember 
the biggest impact that I have on you is not these day-to-day workouts. It's helping you see the big picture because many times as athletes, we struggle to do that. And I didn't understand it at first. And then as we continued working together, I was like, oh man, I, okay. Yeah, this, I get it. So that's the, just seeing the big, even I'm doing that right now with Landry. He's so adamant about my off season break. And he's so focused on 2024 for the plans that we have. And I'm already reading the little note in there. It's okay. So we're going to do lower volume as we discussed, and it's still riding the bike and getting to go to the gym, but I'm thinking 14 hours this week. What am I going to, and I'm excited, but having that. So, and sorry, we're getting off your mental rut thing, but it's made me really excited because I told Chris the other night, I said, man, I love the off season because of just the reduced pressure. I don't think about intervals right now. The ones that I'm going to do are going to be like low cadence that I love to do. Go do some torque work after the gym and just the freshness that I will reap now will no doubt help me avoid negative spirals and mental ruts as I get into more specific training when we really start base in November, December, January, get ready to race in February. I think that's the biggest thing that people miss is hitting the pause button and being okay with it. And then understanding that you start the gains train in November. Everybody, I don't know if people wait till like January. Um, dude, you've been snoozing, boy. You are two months behind everybody who's serious about this. So that kind of that kind of related. What else we got on uh, mental training routes? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I, I just think like trying to figure out a process that works for you and like explore that as you have your like different ups and downs, like figure out some strategies that work for you. And, and yeah work on work talk on to somebody if you don't and i don't this is always, i always shy away from this and a couple of athletes been like stop shying away from saying you guys are coaches we're coaches if you can't afford a coach though get a training buddy the thing i want to highlight here is not coaching but it's talking to another person about your training about your big picture and it's better if you do this with someone consistently i don't mean call up your friend and give him the past week you want to be talking the whole time because a coach knows what you've been doing so when this thing happens half the time i'm just talking to somebody off of a cliff i'm like what do you wait you've had like a bad week what do you talk why do you feel like everything's off the rails look at all the success you've had over the past four months and when we're the athlete in the micro, it's like, oh man, yeah, okay. Thanks for pointing that out to me. I forgot that I set eight PRs and that, you know, so it's just, it's easy to get in the weeds. And I think that's great. That's what makes us cyclists that are obsessed with training and getting those little optimizations so we can win and become our best, but it's also a detriment to us. So if you okay. guys need help with coaching, hit up Tom, Tom at Evoke Bike, Brendan at Evoke Bike, check out the blog. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Tom, any closing words on that? Nope, that's it. All right. Have thanks, a great guys. day, everyone. We'll see you. Bye.